0: What is up, people? And thank you all for listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a good show for you guys lined up today. Of course, we're talking about the future of the MCU. We got a lot of stuff regarding Phase 4. We know about Shang-Chi. We know about, um, obviously, the Captain America uh, sequel being the Falcon and Winter Soldier series coming to Disney+. Some interesting uh, stuff developed this week regarding those two projects. We'll talk about that. We got some uh, some some interesting nuggets about the Venom sequel. Uh, we got a teaser for Runaways. So a lot on this show. Uh, this is the first week we have uh, Pennyworth on the docket as a as a as a recap this week. So uh, obviously, if you don't know much about that show, we talked about it a little bit on the show throughout the course of the show's development. But it's a new series, uh, basically, uh, you know, following the life of Alfred Pennyworth before he moves to Gotham. So. Uh, pilot is is uh is is uh came out so we'll be we'll be discussing that as well so we got a great show lined up for you guys joining me are my co hosts uh, starting with Shamari Stewart Shamari what are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, so I am looking forward to talking about uh, this is a, some of the Shang Chi um controversy I think is a very important thing to talk about and we'll get to hear a lot of varied perspectives so I think it should be a good conversation. Absolutely. And joining us as well as Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what are you looking forward to getting into today? We have a lot of interesting uh, topics. Um, I'm fascinated by this Venom 2 situation, because it seems like Ruben Fleischer is out from the Venom movie. I, I don't know if that's old news or not, I forget. But regardless, uh, he's not on the shortlist uh, for directing Venom 2. Some very interesting, very interesting names that are on the shortlist, so we'll we'll discuss that later. Yep, so uh good show, a lot of good topics to talk about, but we're going to begin the show with some uh, news from Cosmic Book News, so it's not a website we've really talked about much on this show, but... Yeah, they'll occasionally bring news. Yeah, so. they had a pretty big... Not Variety. Ex- <laughs> no, well, not, not Variety, but no, no disrespect to them, obviously, but uh, but no, they're not there. Not, they're up and coming. <laughs> they're like, you guys are on IGN. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We're not Collider. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, but, but shout out to them, because they, they had a pretty big exclusive this week regarding uh, the future of the Superman projects and, and, and who may be leading that. So according to uh, uh, Matt McGloin from Cosmic Book News, not to be uh, uh, laughing, not Matt to be confused McGloin. with uh, the Penn State quarterback who played for the Oakland Raiders, Matt McGloin, <laughs> this is a different Matt McGoin from from what i assume but again i could be wrong he could have a second career now doing comic book news and if he is i'd love to have him on the show um <laughs> but uh but nonetheless he's reporting that jj abrams is uh set to direct not only superman but also green lantern Chorus as part of his new deal with warner brothers if you guys don't uh, remember we covered this about uh at least 3 or 4 months ago uh, abrams has signed a massive deal um to with his uh his uh, his movie uh, publishing company. Um, yeah, Bad Robot. Yeah, Bad Robot. They signed a deal with the it Warner was it 500 million or something like that? I believe it was yep, 500 million. Yeah, we, no, yeah, we talked about it on the show. You got the Berlanti contract. Yeah, 500 million deal. <laughs> yes, yes. He, it, <laughs> Warner Brothers is burning money. <laughs> Um, cause... Abrams Berlanti set the bar, and now Abrams like, <laughs> yeah. he was, he was like, he's like, he's forced to use that contract as a benchmark. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I want to be the highest yeah. paid director yeah. <laughs> in, at Warner Brothers. What did Berlanti get? Give me more than that. Basically, that's what it looked like because I mean, the Berlanti deal was kind of shocking to us, and he, he even got more than Berlanti in this deal. So we speculated that, uh, Abrams, while we know Bad Robot is not under DC, it, it seemed to make sense that Abrams may have some kind of involvement with DC moving forward now that he has such a large, he's such a large part of what Warner Brothers is doing, and here we have the news that uh, he wants to direct Superman in, in Green Lantern Corps, according to their reporting as well. It now, seems- did they say Green Lantern Corps, or did you just say Green Lantern I believe, I believe it's said Green Lantern Corps, but okay. I could be wrong about that, uh, i gonna read it real quickly, um, let's see. Cause I forgot Green Lantern Corps was even a thing, to be honest with you. <laughs> Wasn't that part of the the old DCEU? That was form? part of the slate. Yeah, they, they <laughs> had to put a slate on there for that. Yeah, this is saying Green Lantern, to be fair. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily... Doesn't necessarily <laughs> I don't say. know if Hamada is still with the whole Green Lantern yeah. core idea. That's <laughs> a fair If point. Abrams is still is with a Green Lantern core idea. It was kind of a unique thing that we thought made sense, but was certainly unique. Yeah, we'll see if the guys at Warner Brothers still want to do that. Yeah, and it's an interesting read. Shout out to Matt Malloy because he kind of yeah, uh, interesting. Note. Yes, he kind of uh, linked a few interesting dots. One being that um, uh, Abrams' wife was apparently very, very integral in uh, and uh, Saranoff being named the chair and CEO of Warner Brothers. Of course, after the whole just chaotic okay. Kevin situation, situation with Kevin Touchiara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Shout of course, apparently, Abrams is, is extremely close friends with Matt Reeves, who we all know is. Tied to uh, the Batman project. Interesting. So, all interesting nuggets when you paint this all together, um, in terms of the details regarding what he would do. Could with we Superman. have a co-directed Batman Superman movie or just movie. Something to consider. And according to uh, this reporting, uh, while the details on what he would do with Superman is, is are scarce are scarce rather, uh, one of the things he's saying that uh, he would recast Superman to be someone younger. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you. First thing I do is Superman direct and recasting it. I mean, that's what I, I look, the, the, literally the first video we did, that was the biggest thing I said uh, on this, on this, on our YouTube channel at least. But um, but yes, he apparently wants to recast Superman. He wants uh, a, a Superman that would be younger than Batman. So uh, even though Cavill is only three years older than Pattinson, I think the idea is that to paint Pattinson as younger than what he already is now, and you have Cavill who's already established at a certain age, it wouldn't work, which makes sense. So uh, that is actually fascinating because there was a report today, uh, earlier. today or earlier this week, someone had, had talked about how they ran into Cavill at Comic Con, and he said that he indeed wanted to uh, continue to play Superman, which was news to everybody because we still don't know what happened. But we're all, I think, under something that he left. So anyway, lots of chew on, Sham. Do you buy the story that Abrams is uh, lined up and will indeed be uh, directing uh, Superman and possibly Green Lantern as well? No. I no, I I don't I don't believe this story. I think not to, you know, throw any kind of shade at at uh Cosmic Book News, I'm sure. Um I'm sure they have uh, good sources overall. You know, I don't I don't think they are do well, they have they, sources. They I'm sure they have good sources that are good. Or you know, just at, that they use for their for their uh material. Uh but I think this is whatever source this is is a bad source or that they're just or that they're reaching with the information that they're giving Cosmic Book News, because I don't think this is true. Um, I think that uh, you know, I I think this is something that may have been uh, you know floated around. That I believe, I believe they may have discussed this behind closed doors. They may have discussed Abrams possibly working on Superman in some way, shape, or form, whether that be producing, whether that be them using Bad Robot, his production company. Uh, to help work on the project that I believe, you know, is something that that probably, probably did discuss because Bad Robot is such a big company, and they have so much so much resources, and they work they've worked on such large projects, um, large and successful projects that uh, you know I think it would be um, foolish of them not to look at Bad Robot and say, listen, this is something that we can, this is a, a company that we can, uh, that we can try to utilize, uh, but you know just to say. And to have them report this and no one else reported. Um, to say Abrams is directing Superman and Green Lantern. If they had just said Superman, I'd be like, I mean, I guess maybe they're the first ones. And maybe we'll maybe, you know, other sources are gonna start coming out and saying the same thing later on, but Superman and Green Lantern, I don't think I don't think that uh, that that's one of those sources where I'm just like, eh, that's too good of a source. That you know already. That J.J. Abrams is directing both Superman and Green Lantern. I'm just like, no, I, I don't. I don't think that's true. Now, in um, fairness to the reporting here, mm-hmm. just to just to keep sure. give them their full fairness, I'm saying direct, but yeah, I would, I would thought the same thing. I don't know to if Cosmic sure Book if News is saying they're saying take on Superman and Green Lantern. Um, not a huge difference, and, but and. J. 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 Is a director, is a director. So, you know... So, but, could he's but could he has been producer as well? Could he produce? Could he write something? I'm sure. But in terms of the not only the headline, but also the article, in fairness to Matt mm-hmm. McGloin and uh, Cosmic Book News, um, he says here uh, that the lead was, you know, that's, that the headline was, take on Superman Green Lantern, and in the, in the text, in the article, he put, um he wants to tackle the DC movie characters. Again, even more vague. But those were the words that I used. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, look. I, I mean, it, the bigger it gets, the more realistic it gets to me. Right. So, I mean, uh, so sure. What, sure. I so, mean, what part sp- of it do you say, no way? You'd say, like, are you just putting your foot down? J.J. Abrams will not be connected to a Superman or or a Green Lantern movie heavily. Like, he may be, you know, a shadow producer okay. like Nolan was for Man <laughs> of Steel. Right. Or, but, like, he's not going to be, like, what he did for Star Wars. I, I, I don't buy that they know now that, <laughs> but, he, that he is directing the next Superman so you and think the next Thorny Lantern. So, That's not so, happening. So, your logic is That's that. That's not true. Or, you're, 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 the way you're looking at it is that, and not to throw any shade at them, but they could very well be throwing darts on a wall and hoping they stick. And this is possible, but you just don't think that this is settled right now. Or not that at all. nothing's been yeah, don't, don't, don't. You don't, you don't, yeah, so, yeah, you don't think these discussions have been finalized. No, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think they have any idea what Abrams is doing yet. Right. I don't think they have any idea. So right. I, that's why I think the, the thought that they have this information already—that he wants to cast a younger, that he's going to do this, he's going to do that—I don't think he even knows if he's doing this yet. I right. think I think they may have, like I said, they may have had the discussions, right. but I don't think anything's been set in stone yet at all. So I think this is—I think they're jumping the gun with reporting this. I see that, and it look—I mean—as a as a smaller property, you got you have to jump the gun. You know, if you have a scoop, if someone tells you, like, hey, I heard there's a good chance J.J. Abrams would end up doing Superman, not finalized, but good chance J.J. Abrams is Superman. Exclusive. Yeah, That's the only way we're talking about it. (laughs) If they say we heard he may possibly think about considering doing Superman. It's an unverified segment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It it gets buried to the end of the show. Now it's it's the lead because they had a big exclusive mark on it. So, I mean, so credit to them. You know, Variety, I agree, wouldn't probably if – wouldn't report that at this stage unless it was very finalized. And if it was finalized, they would be the first to report it, um, or or Hollywood reported not to shade them or deadline. But um, first, look, I think conceptually this makes sense, uh, given Abrams' background. Given, I mean, we discussed this when when he got brought on to Warner Brothers that Green Lantern and Superman were the two that made sense. Yes, given his background star trek star wars so on and so forth um i mean assuming he does he is doing these movies the, the one thing that gives you hope or the one thing that gives you confidence is that while we know that J. J. abrams is a good director um with a very strong track, track record what gives you even more confidence is that he's a guy that's taken on two I want to say two major properties, probably more than that, but definitely two major properties in Star Wars and Star Trek. When I mean, it comes to nerd culture, as big as it is. Yeah, they, the two biggest, especially outside of the comic book yeah, industry. Talking about, forget comics, but, just. Yeah. But anything else? Those are the two biggest properties. You've yeah. done both of them in recent history, done reboot versions or continued versions. I mean, Fourth Wave is essentially a reboot. So, rebooted versions yeah. of these movies, and they've been successes. You know, whether or not you like them or not, it's like from a, you know, studio perspective, a massive success. So, from that perspective, you have to look at it and say, Warner Brothers, it would make sense to have J.J. J. Abrams reboot Superman, reboot Green Lantern, two other major properties, major characters who struggled recently. Similar to how Star Wars struggled when they last did and they were kind of in a weird state. And Star Trek was kind of in no man's land before Abrams came on and made it mainstream again. So, that's kind of... That, that's the, the, the silver lining to a J.J. J. Abrams star, uh, you know, Superman or Green Lantern movie um, in terms of the legitimacy I mean I, I can buy it from the sense that I think it's possible like it doesn't sound crazy I feel like I could have reported this and I, you guys would've, people would have believed it because uh-huh. like I don't think they're reporting the craziest thing you know, I mean, it'd be like if... I mean, I going to say would be like if, you know, they said, you know, yeah, Marvel looking at black actors to play Blade. You know, something <laughs> like that. I mean, that's a little more obvious. But, like, yeah. I, I feel like this, this scene, because it, it's such a one-for-one fit... Yeah, if it would have been, like, uh, you know... Uh, Spike Lee going to do Booster gold. You'd right. Be like, um, I'd be like, all right. I mean, yeah. they must have some good sources. Yeah, I right. can put that together. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no way I ever even thought about that. <laughs> so Abram doing Green Lantern Superman, stuff we've talked about for months now, you know, even before he signed on to do to, to Warner Brothers. Not impossible to, to believe that that's the case. Um, if it's not the case, they're going to look bad. But, I mean, they don't have much to lose at this point. But... Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel like, and they were very specific, you know, they were vague in, in that aspect of like, oh, what is he going to do, how is he going to tackle, but in terms of like the, he's best friends with Matt Reeves, or like, mm-hmm. you know, basically wife, they were told right. his wife was integral no, no, in the hiring no, 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 no. of the CEO and stuff, yeah. like, and they could be making all that up, but that's just a weird thing, to, like, that, I wouldn't even think to put that in there, Yeah, you know, so... I mean, something like him being friends with uh, Reed. Take some real could, research. Yeah, I'm saying that's something that could be looked up to. I don't think that right. has to be something that, like, to me, like, why would you make that up if it's like totally not true? Right. Like to me, like I'm sure Abrams or Reeves, one of them, has said something about being fond of each other. Yeah, exactly. At some point, these guys were interview yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm the opposite of Sham. I, I think that there is. Um, I think this is probably a pretty solid report my opinion I think that I, I do agree that I don't think anything set in stone I don't think that that's the case but I think whenever you write a 500 million dollar check plans, plans are made plans are in or plans are, are in, in position and now it's about just executing them I can't imagine Abrams is I mean, we know bad robot is um, is it was like you know the was the Kawhi Leonard of free agents when it came to um, right. uh, production companies, right? Well, you know, I mean that track record, Cloverfield, Star Trek, Super Eight, uh, uh, Mission Impossible, um, Mission Impossible. The other one that I was thinking about that he reboot, he did a reboot of yes, exactly. And made it mainstream again, right. made it a huge deal. Yes, yep. I mean we can talk about his television shows, Alias, Lost, yep. um, Westworld. I mean, these, I mean these are massive projects. So. Yep. To me, Superman or Green Lantern fits into that. It fits into what they've been doing in terms of the 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 just the, the gravity of um of those deals. And We know he's alone, not his company, but him. He's directed uh, Star Wars. Uh, he's the highest guy you could argue in Hollywood right now. Um, even hotter than the Russos, because look at the project he continues to keep getting and continues to keep knocking out of the park for the most part, especially when he comes to the box office. So I think that there's a, a very good chance that he will be very heavily involved in both of those projects. Is he directing them? Maybe not both. I, I, I find it hard to believe he'd direct both, but I think he will be an integral part of both. I think he could be directing one of them for sure, and I think he will be getting in, a producer in, line, in line with whoever the director is for the next person and crafting that story, whether he's writing that story, whether he's executive producer overseeing the things, but this will not be, I think, your armchair, uh, you know, you know, de facto just credit that he's going to get. I think he's going to be involved in this. Because if I'm Warren Brothers, I'm getting my money's worth. And to me, as good as this company has been, I don't, to me, he's got to make, he's got to make do with what I have at in-house in order for me to get my money's worth. So uh, like we know what he can do. Well, we know what he brings to the table from what he has. But if I'm paying you, then you got to, we have these just, you know, these these this Ferrari and this Lamborghinis just sitting around collecting dust because we can't we don't know what the hell to do with it. You better find some use with that. I'm paying you all this money, so mm-hmm. anything, my thing is if, he, if his company's gonna get all that money, it's not just for what he's what he's bringing. It's also what he can do for them. And right. yes, if he could revive Superman, he's worth five hundred million dollars. He could if he could make Green Lantern into the project that we think the potential of it can be. Then he's worth five hundred million. I don't know if it's worth five hundred million if you're only just bringing what you have, because you're spending, you're giving up five hundred million and hoping that you're gonna make a lot of money off of what he has. It's, you you got to get more from him. So I know Abrams is. I know all, we kind of see him as Mister Reboot, you know. All right. He, exactly. <laughs> That's his nickname. Well, yeah, yeah, but but he may be doing. I mean, it, I mean, he's worked on plenty of of different types of movies. They're sure. usually action oriented. Right. But he's worked on plenty of different types of movies. So I'm sure that his production company and him... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree that $500 million is a lot of money. I agree that it would be cool for him to work on, on DC. If they brought him in and paid him $500 million to work on DC projects, I'm seeing him as the... I, I feel like they're basically... If, if what you're saying is right, I feel like they're lining him up to be the next Snyder. And I don't think they want another Snyder, you know? Or, or I'm not sure that they want another Snyder. It may not even be Snyder because Snyder was viewed, it almost felt like fighty, you know, where Snyder was crafting right. everything in the DCU. Yeah, Snyder was like that head coach that also got to be the president. Yeah, exactly. Right, And that as we know in sports, yeah, that, that never, never works. So, <laughs> like, I, I feel like with this, I think they just want him to deal with the two projects that they feel like he actually fits for. Whereas and, and two that they can't get they, they 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 commercially cannot get right. Yeah, that's fair as well, cause like they don't need him to do Batman. They have someone doing Batman. They have someone doing Aquaman, you know, and Juan. They have somebody doing Wonder Woman. Uh, they have plans for Black Adam and Shazam. Um, now would he do Justice League? If he does Justice League, then maybe we have that conversation. If they're even doing Justice League, now maybe they have that conversation of, all right, now he's positioning himself as the new. I almost get out Joss Whedon Marvel vibe where, like, mm. Whedon did the Avengers and Avengers 2. He didn't do anything else outside of that, but, you know, it was kind of like mm. the first couple of phases kind of felt like the Joss Whedon phase of Marvel, um, even though Feige kind of ran everything. So that's kind of what I viewed it as, or I'm viewing it as, but um, if he's doing anything outside of Superman and Green Lantern, then I agree. Then that it Then it would start to look kind of like he's he, I mean, he's the he's the most valuable piece because he was worth the five hundred. He's worth the, he's worth m- the most money. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna pump out as many movie, bad robot movies. Yeah, DC non DC as possible. I mean, I, f- I just feel like he can do other things as well. I mean, I mean Warner Brothers, they also own like Harry Potter as well, so he could work on maybe something else Harry Potter related. That could be interesting. Or Fantastic Beasts related. That could be right? very interesting. Or I mean, there's there's other things that he could be working on. Jamari's, uh, that's Warner Brothers. That's, that's Warner because Warner Brothers is, is such a big umbrella. <laughs> it's it's so much. Isn't, whole, isn't also like Jurassic World? Like isn't nah, that is, is that or is that uh, no is that Universal? That's Universal. Okay, yeah, yeah. but they but they own so much. Yeah, yeah. Like they own so many different properties. I mean, and obviously, titles. like you know, the Looney Tunes for example. Now I, I don't think he's doing Space Jam, but. All right. <laughs> But, I mean, Warner yeah. Brothers. That they have so many like flagship titles that that you know he could potentially be working on. Um, that I don't know. I feel like I mean he could, it could it, he could definitely be working on DC. Um, uh, I mean, I think, and he'll probably an be an doing stuff for the for the, the streaming service HBO. Definitely, definitely. whatever. Oh yeah, it. HBO yeah, uh, Max. Yeah, so. I think that. I, again, I think that when you look at the number he he got attached to in terms of the millions in his company, because it wasn't to be fair, it's on. Yes, it is him essentially because it's his company. But right. they gave him the company five hundred million dollars uh, to sign on to the deal, which he's, worked, he's the CEO. Cause, yeah, cause he, he owns like 98 percent. Yeah, he's the CEO of it. So you you <laughs> yeah. paint the picture yeah. how much money yeah. he's getting, but and he's and getting and a and lot of yeah, money. He yeah, he can do how, how much His wife did. is this their company? <laughs> yeah. So. You know, we gave the Trump Foundation 300 million. Yeah, how much do you think Trump Trump's getting? Trump's getting? He's getting a lot of it. Uh, so, so I think we consider that number, and you consider what he brings to the table as a as a creator. We look at his past projects; it falls in line. But I think, to Kendall's point, it does also. If you're a reporter, and we know it falls in line. I mean, Superman, the, the Abram Superman rumors have been rumors pretty much since Man of Steel since before even yeah, man exactly. still even came out and they persisted, as soon as Zack Snyder started to look wary and he was kinda stumbling on the ropes at the B V S. the was guy that made sense. It was just his name became prevalent with that with anything involving Superman moving forward. So uh so I could see how this that this how this could be very likely, but um but we we just time will tell. It's gonna be fascinating to see one way or the other if uh, the if feeling... They don't decide to go with Abram, Then uh, does Abram has any? Does he have any other kind of involvement with DC? Got or... feeling. Do you guys think this? Do you guys think he does either one? I, I think yes. That's what I said as I saw it I think that he will be involved with at least one. And right. if he's not, I think it could be two. I what really do, do. What do you think, Shamar? Um, I think at the very least his company will produce. Um, nah, I don't know that. I mean, is, look, is that that, is that Abrams, though? like Abrams, I mean, he's gonna get a credit. He's gonna get a credit. He'll his get his some company. kind of credit probably if his company is involved. But like, but like, I'm gonna say yes. I'm I mean, say I'll, he, say, I'll say sure. I'm gonna a, say he's gonna direct. He'll work on one of them, a Superman movie. But it ain't happening anytime soon, which is part of the reason I agree with that. Which is part of the reason I'm so like skeptical. I'm like Superman. This might be like that's four years not happening for mind. at least another like. But what six super, seven years? What happened to Supergirl? <laughs> Which I mean, that's a whole another conversation. We don't have time. <laughs> that's for. what I'm saying. I mean, but it's, it's, that's why, that is dang, something to ask. That's probably still happening. That I'll is something. To yeah, I'm sure that's, that's it's happening. Just... That's why I'm saying this ain't happening for another like seven seven years. Which is why I'm like, why are we talking about it? And how do they know this? Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, all that very fair. Um. Moving on now. Uh. the Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Project, or the Falcon Winter Soldier Project. We uh, where it was officially unveiled last week at the uh, San Diego Comic Con event. And we're we'll learning our first, perhaps, details. They're very much rumors in regards to what that sh- um, shows me about. It. So we know, of course, Sam Wilson, uh, uh, Falcon's character, and, of course, the Bucky Barnes, which is soldier character, will be crucial to the story. And they're, uh, they'll be counterparted. Oh, counterparted. They'll be <laughs> faced off against Baron Zemo, who we were introduced to in um, the Civil war. war. We know that would be the Baron Zemo wearing, uh, at the very least, the purple mask. How yeah, much yeah. more of the costume we'll see, I'm we sure. Use your Zemo in the movie. But yes, but maybe now, it would be Baron Zemo. now apparently we're moving more towards the, the comic book um, accurate Zemo. In this uh, article, not article, but on the Fat Man uh, Beyond podcast, Mark Bernardin uh, came out with a, a scoop, or he says he read somewhere. We don't know exactly where that was, but he says that um apparently yeah what the, did that mean i read somewhere <laughs> read the script yeah, yeah all right. well that's the thing he works in hollywood so <laughs> this the idea he could have read it he could have read some kind of description right, of the right, he right. says that uh the show will center around the u.s government being unhappy with sam wilson being the successor to steve rogers Ooh. and that is kind of where the show will begin so interesting Let's see. it's interesting to me it's i, not, don't, I like, don't buy it you don't buy it. But I'll let you know. It. It's interesting to me because here's why I see I see why there's a chance it's true. Because we saw in Civil War how Zemo is so effective at manipulation. Um Fair. He's very effective at kind of like putting puzzle pieces in places. He's not like Mysterio where like he actually like lies to you. He's more of like, I put this puzzle piece here, I put this puzzle piece here, I put this puzzle piece here, and watch things collide. I could see a scenario where... He makes Sam Wilson look awful as Captain America. And that begins the US, the U.S. government already being aware of him being Captain America. And then seeing Sam Wilson maybe have some high-profile failures as Cap. Maybe because of uh, Zemo, who still has a, a score to settle with uh, Bucky and uh, Sam. I can see that story working out. So, All right. I think from that standpoint, when I think of the villain... I think of how that could be a story and how zemo turning the only, the u.s government on captain america yeah that sounds like something zemo could do especially the zemo that we've been introduced to All so right. from from uh, just a again this is Bernardo says he read it somewhere but just from that like <laughs> very vague thing i could see that being a story and that's something being used uh especially considering now it's of course a black captain america and there are plenty of storylines that you could or at least not even storylines but just kind of themes theme. you don't have to even talk about but just are prevalent yeah. that could work. Now shout out to Mark Bernardin. Shout out to actually talked to Mark Bernardin. Yeah, former new generation uh pundit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would never want to be uh <laughs> never that. Be considered that. Yeah, he will be in a couple of years. But he will want to in a couple of years. But um <laughs> but shout out to Mark Bernardin. but I don't know if I buy this man. Now, I'm not saying what he's saying isn't true. I'm not saying, like, he, like, I kind of feel like what Jamar are you feeling about? Like, he could be right, or you could be hearing this. You're saying he's making it up out of thin air? Yeah, he's just, he's just making up stuff for clicks. No, but. No, that seems to be, like, the opposite of Bernard. Yeah, 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 he he honestly couldn't care less if you listened to this stuff. But, um, I feel like the sense that I get is that, to be fair, the way EJ, you broke it down, makes a lot of sense. So I'll give you that credit. Um. I when I first heard it, I interpreted it as like a they did not want him to be Captain America because he's black thing. So that's why I was like I don't buy it. That's gonna be the story. I don't I don't think they'd ever do something that overt. Right. That's what I'm saying. that on the nose. <laughs> and kind of honestly, that. I wouldn't want something that on. The right. Nose. I think I like I think like again I think like you said there could be some thematic you know, you know like second hand like that's what they're getting at. Yeah. you can you can throw some slick lines. Yeah. You could throw some slick lines. But like, like what's wrong it with it me being Captain America? Huh. Right. Or something but like it that. shouldn't be. You know, like just Zemo saying, yeah, he's a black Captain America. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. We, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be, you know, our Captain America is crime yeah, infested. You know, people in the streets, <laughs> no. people in the streets like, guys, America should be white. Yeah. That's like, not, that's no, not, nobody, nobody wants to see, wants to see that. Exactly. <laughs> nobody wants to see that story. So that's why I call that's why I call it BS initially. The way EJ broke it down, I don't think that that, it doesn't necessarily have to be that for him to not be wrong or for this to still be the story. Um, if it's just the U.S. government from uh, Because I also I interpreted it as, like, the U.S. government. The other thing I thought of was it was, like, an accords thing. Like, I think we don't want, I think that's going to be a part of that, too. Yeah, like, I, we don't want any Captain America, especially not anybody that was on Team Captain America before. Yeah. And, you know, the fugitive more or less, like... And secondly, they, they still... I mean, we don't know what the situation, situation is. We're we'll we'll not sure by the by government would be very much involved yeah. with that movie to under, make us... Clear about what is the Sokovia Accords yeah. and where does that stand now? Yeah, especially Winter Soldier <laughs> as well. But um, yeah, no, I mean it's 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 for me, I, I'm, I'm 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 shaky on it. I'll be honest. Um, I do want to see Zemo, and I think if we're talking about his involvement, could it be like a Thunderbolt situation? Maybe he's not, you know, a part of the Thunderbolt, so maybe they don't do the Thunderbolts right now. I mean, we always assume if they ever did the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers or something along those lines, he would be a part of it. But given that they didn't kill them all. Um, but maybe they they, they, they sick him on Gas in America. Now, he's not a physical threat, so I don't know why they would do that. But uh, at least a large physical threat, like Abomination. But they could, I mean, that could be part of the story as well. Like He has some intel what have you. So I'm gonna play the opposite role of Kendall and I would be like, listen, I believe him. I believe I believe Mark Bernard and he's invited to New Generation. No, no but I I no but I I think he's I think he's uh I believe this. I mean I think this is totally believable. I think it's a decent story. I think it's a good place to start creating a story. This is a new Captain America. People have been it doesn't necessarily have to be a race thing, though I'm sure they'll they'll throw their barbs in there, you know. Uh <laughs> you know, but nah. um, at the same time, it doesn't necessarily have to be racing. I mean, we've had the same Captain America for how many years now? Yeah. Since like the 40s, going back to the 40s. And then now to now, you've had the same Steve Rogers, Captain America, Super Soldier. Now you have someone that is com- absolutely not Steve Rogers, can't be mistaken for Steve Rogers in any kind of way. He's completely different. And, you know, now you have to get used to him being Captain America. And is he Captain America? Is he also a Super Soldier? um I mean you it, it's, take, it's it takes it will take some getting used to for some people you know so um so I could completely see that and then even if they wanted to throw the race the race thing in there as well I mean uh you know like I said I wouldn't want it to be necessarily um an overt you know like, you're not not my captain America right right that's <laughs> doesn't what doesn't look like about. my captain America or anything like that you know but like but it, you know, they can throw that in there as well, and I think it I think, um, you know, it could definitely play a part. and I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. so, so, yeah, I believe the story. i think I think that uh, that would make for a good story. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, and I don't think he I don't, and I Mark Bernard and i I know <laughs> well I, I don't know him personally, but I trust in that he wouldn't make this up. You know, he works in the industry. Yeah. You know, well, I'm going off experience. I, they, I interviewed Mark Bernardin, <laughs> so I can tell you guys he's making them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the reason the reason why I, I lean on the whole thing of saying maybe not looking good as Captain America to start is because one, uh, I think that definitely if you're telling a story of a new Captain America, it's got to be a story of filling shoes that are unfillable. Mm. And right, two, exactly. if you, you know, I haven't. Uh, I have read some of the Avenger comics, some of the comics involving Sam Wilson's Captain America, and a lot of that is the story, is how bad he is as Captain America. and how. Much... <laughs> that's great.
1: Yeah, is that, like...
0: <laughs> and not, not necessarily bad in that, like, he's, like, incompetent, but just, <laughs> right, like... That's wrong. But just, that's like, right, it's right. an impossible job. Wait, and how many, times, how many times he ends up looking bad because of things <laughs> happening in a certain way and, and just being not his fault, but just no one could do this job. Right, right, right. And I think that that's something they're gonna do directly in line with like this next, uh, this next. Uh... But the Bucky, the Bucky, Captain in America, you know, it's all about him exceeding expectation. <laughs> no, <I can> <laughs> Bucky, Captain America is more about like him, like just not living up to like the task of being a leader. Right. It's just not who it's not who he is as we know. Yeah. Know? Right. So um, so I mean, it's gonna be uh, I'm excited though. This is like, I think that this is such. A unique story it's so crazy it's gonna be on television in terms of like you know in our household uh content you know six seven hours of content i'm hoping the show you know is a pretty good length but this is gonna be fun we'll see uh, how uh, how they figure it out i'm sure marvel will do a great job with it also uh on today's show um shang chi so, big news last week regarding Shang-Chi being announced. Shang-Chi uh, and the, what is it, the Something of the Ten Rings? Legend, Legend of, of Ten the Ten Rings, Rings right? So, uh, so this is a movie, of course, this will feature the first Asian uh, superhero. So, that's a, uh, obviously a uh, a monumental, monumental moment for us in the superhero spectrum and just in film, period. But uh, it is sparking controversy over in China. There are a lot of Chinese fans and even just Chinese people, even not even fans of Marvel, who are unhappy about this movie. Uh, they aren't happy about some of the racist stereotypes and the racist history involving Shang-Chi. That like goes along with, with uh, the Fu Manchu character in the comic book and some of the racist tropes that they used in the comics in the, in the past. As well as the Mandarin and some people being offended by the Mandarin just existing, period. Uh, regardless of how they portray him, which we know his portrayal in the past has been, uh, at, the yeah. the least. Least. at the very least, problematic. <laughs> the very least. The um, very least. Many iterations. Yeah. Most of them. Uh very least problematic, and 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 some people have been saying, look, the idea that you have a character whose name is like um, an actual, you know, is is the people of China. You know, Mandarin is the lang is the language that many of the Chinese people speak. Like yes. even calling a character that that's a villain, uh, some people find outrageous so Kendall you have a lot of strong feelings about this uh story so I'll let you lead off yeah so uh first of all so Shamari is the first person to tell me about this you know and the way Shamari broke it down to me he also told me that there was some issue with Simu Lu being cast as Shang-Chi said that you know him being a Chinese-Canadian uh, and you know, not being necessarily from China, but having been born there, but then leaving the country at a very young age, and had casting him as the hero character versus casting Tony Tony Lang, uh, who does who has lived in China for many yeah, years, it is a Chinese actor, is guess. a Chinese actor, Chinese icon, yeah, acting. yeah, yeah. You cast him as the villain character, that that could be a problematic situation as well. I understand, like, the optics and, you know, how it may look, um, and why, you know, you can maybe think that, but the way I look at it is this. I feel like a lot of their gripes, the the Chinese, and they have all, they have, I'm not Chinese, so I have every right to be upset about something I'm not upset about. But, every, all of their gripes seem very similar to the situation Marvel is in with Black Panther. Now, I would say Black Panther had maybe slightly less, you know, racist characters, potentially racist characters, than Shang Chi does, especially since they're including the Mandarin. But Marvel, when it comes to casting Chadwick Bozeman, they didn't cast an African actor, they cast an African I mean he is African, but the African American actor. Right. They didn't cast someone that's from Africa. It's mm-hmm. a citizen of Africa. To play an African character, someone who's not from America, like Shang Chi is a Chinese American. He's not the the character is that he's not. He's born in China or he's from Chinese descent, mm-hmm. but he's not from China. He's an American character. Yeah, he grew up in the right. You know, the Mandarin is a Chinese character. He's somebody is from China, so yes, he's gonna be cast by some. He's gonna play. He to be played by somebody who's Chinese. So. I mean, nobody. Was, I wasn't going crazy. I don't think a lot of the were going crazy. Chadwick Boseman. I, mean, I didn't hear play, any African be like, yeah, and that could have been a legitimate yeah, thing. I mean, and I would have been like, Chadwick Boseman. Ah, I'm sorry, man, but we can't have everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Chadwick Boseman's a great actor. He did a great job. Um. So from that pers- from that perspective, I I don't I I don't see that. But even if we're gonna go with the the characters and the Shane Chi. Two things from a very broad, <laughs> from a very broad Spectre. we don't know what this movie is about. True. We so the people talk about Fu Manchu and this that. I don't know if he's in the movie. I don't know what they did. We don't. I don't know what they doing. What they're doing with the Mandarin? His name is the Mandarin, but that he's also an iconic Marvel villain. I mean, are they really gonna change the Mandarin's name because it could slightly be it could mean something that could slightly be offensive or you yeah know, they would uh, manate but then they did do it with Manate. But one, I feel like with Manate, we had a situation where I feel like Manate was like Fu Manchu, where he's an obviously racist, <laughs> obviously like you right. can't touch it. Mandarin is a little bit more, I think, like there's it some be, rope needs to be adjusted. To, yeah, like his character maybe needs song. to be adjusted. I don't think the name, right. you know what I mean? Like, if you want to look at the Mandarin and say... I mean, look, again, I'm not Chinese, so I can't can't speak. But, you know, I, I just don't look at that as a an as overtly racist name. Um, his character does need, need not to, does need to be adjusted. It will be interesting to see how he is played. But we don't know what they're doing with the Mandarin's character. We know that they also had a Mandarin character who was not Asian. You know, we had a couple of Mandarins in Iron Man 3 who are an Asian, so in theory, in the Marvel universe, it has nothing <laughs> to do with race, it's a name thing, so beyond that, I just feel like, there's a lot, the man thing is what I was gonna bring up, where I feel like from a, from an integral point, or a more specific point, like, you know, Black Panther had man in the same way, these guys have Fu Manchu, and they changed it, um, they, nobody said, well, because Man-Ape is a character in Black Panther, Marvel shouldn't touch him because there's racist backgrounds with Black Panther. And the way they did, yes, we know that in the, the 80s and the, the 90s 70s. in the 70s and the, even the 2000s, there was some racist stuff that was made about these characters. Yeah, so but he, should we not yeah. touch him? Should we not make him better? Or should we, are we gonna make characters up from thin air? I know some, some people were saying they could have done Amadeus' show. Sure, but that's not what they wanted to do. Like, they could have, I'm sure they could have done Amadeus Cho, but you can't make Amadeus Cho, you can't make Amadeus Cho Shang-Chi and say, oh, it's the same story, but we're just going to call him Amadeus Cho because he's not racist. Like, I'm sure he'll do Amadeus Cho at some point, but I'm not ready for that. I mean, maybe, but they're not ready for it. They haven't gotten to the point where Ruffalo's not the Hulk anymore, or Amadeus Cho's just some regular kid, or what have you, so yeah. I'm calling this mostly nonsense. Again, people have their right to think whatever they want. Be upset about whatever they want, but for me, I mean, I I don't I don't necessarily buy it. All right, Ken, Ken you had your hot take. I Had my rant, man. You had your hot take. You got everybody from China all upset. Yeah, Matt. yeah, we, we just know. lost. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely not the content you want to get on the wrong side <laughs> well, of. They yeah, had the most people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm gonna disagree with Kendall. Here, I'm gonna dis- go ahead and disagree with Kendall. I think that. Um, look, the way I see it is clearly, um, and I'm not going to call people from China oversensitive. I mean, they have a right to be, you know, these these were very, very, clearly very offensive uh, characterizations, the, the sure. way these characters were portrayed uh, back when they were created. Um, extremely offensive. So, I mean, if they, if these are people that are just getting into this stuff and they're going back and they're saying, oh, who is this character? And then they look it up and they see these racist representations. Then, yeah, they're going to be like, why are they doing this character? They should throw this character in the garbage. <laughs> they should work on a different character. Like Amadeus Cho, who was not created in a racist manner. You know? <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I I think they have every right to be upset. Now, I uh, think, uh, to Marvel Studios' credit, I don't, I agree with Kendall on that. We don't know what they're doing. I don't think they're going to represent these characters in any way that's offensive. I think they're going to, <laughs> I anticipate they will make every effort to completely avoid that and try to, um, present the story in, in the most, uh, uh, respectful of ways. Um, you know, but the, you know, the, I mean, China has spoken. They have a right to say, listen, either to either say, I'm not going to support this. I'm not going to go see this or to say, okay, let's give it a shot. And, and you know what what have you um now there's also the angle of um uh the fact that and i i don't don't know how many people have brought this up necessarily but I mean, there's also the angle of the fact that the director is half uh, I did bring this Japanese. up to Shimari, yes. I brought this up to Shamari. And, you know, China and Japan, they don't they, they have a, a very tumultuous oh, history. Oh, I didn't think about that. that Shamari we went to a very deeper level than that, even I did. <laughs> he was on the surface level. Of- yeah, I'm on the surface he level. Yeah, he Chinese. Yeah, the guy, obviously the guy is, what, he's Polynesian and Japanese. So, like, yeah, he's from Hawaii, which makes sense. So, like... I was like, look, like they're he's like, not cl- Ch- They're like close enough. Yeah, like he's not. Yeah, exactly. Marvel was like, Marvel could have been right, like close enough. enough. And for like, me, yeah, I, yeah, I, not, when not I saw really. it on the stage, I was like, look, I mean, there aren't that many. I mean, there are Asian directors. There's plenty of them, actually. But like, they got the guy they wanted. They got an Asian director. He's an Asian director. He's not Chinese. But I, I just wondered. I didn't. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. But I just wondered: Will people be upset about this? Look, so I look, wasn't. I'm just saying, like that. What? That's a thing. I don't know if people are upset about it, but you know, that's and like another that's thing. something that I would have been like, all right, people are upset about that. Like, fine. Like, I wouldn't have complained <laughs> about it, but fine. You know, Marvel could have could have went further. Could have got Justin Lin. Could have got James Wan or somebody. But they kind of they went. I won't say have measured because the guy might be an excellent director. But they went with somebody who's not of Chinese. You know descent was not that I know so now Shamar, you go to the deeper level the, the Japanese right. and the Chinese I mean that's like um now that's like uh, well okay it's not quite this extreme but say they're making a a a, a movie. Schmarry about with, to get fired. <laughs> say they're making a movie with like a, 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 the great Jewish superhero, right? Right. And right. the director's half German. Right. Magneto. You know what I mean? They're doing a Magneto movie. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a Magneto movie, and the director's half German. Yeah. You know, and it's like Miss something, something Kruger is his name, or something. Right. And it's like, okay, like come on, you know, like does that make any, does that make a, any Adolf, sense? Adolf Schmidt. <laughs> you know, something like that.
1: Um, it's like, okay, I, that
0: I, I ain't gonna get fired. You know, right. it's like that doesn't make any sense. EJ's like you know. On? So I'm just saying, like, Marvel some of, some of the right, stuff right. here, the the, the targets, that it's Look, not it, lining up right. It's a dangerous game they're playing. It, I hope that we don't get to the point where in Hollywood, Hollywood's like we don't want to do movies about people of color because people of color are going to get upset that we don't do it exactly how they want to do it. Now, I understand even when we try to put them in the positions to do the movie, they're still like we don't we didn't do enough. Because that's the thing with Shang-Chi. They have an Asian director. They have an Asian cast so far. What else do you want? Do we do again? Does it need to be all because there aren't? We got to be realistic in Hollywood, there aren't all native Chinese actors and directors that are going to do Shang-Chi that Marvel wanted? So, I don't know. I mean, the director thing, I can see the director thing people look at it and say, Wow, man, you could not find a Chinese director. Yeah, there's plenty of them. But in <laughs> fairness, they they did get a Chinese writer. David David uh, Callahan is a Chinese American. There you go. So, the person writing the script is Chinese. So, you hope that with that and this man having the director being of Asian descent that he knows what lines not to step on what lines not to cross you would have to hope that uh and was, apparently they so all remember they've, the Titan look we, look we got a white defensive coordinator or whatever so we're good like in terms of in terms of the other that's funny um in terms of the other stuff I mean I can't speak to uh the simulu stuff I, I look if you're gonna be upset about that that's oh, okay um to me my opinion, like you you have any reason, every right to not want to see whatever movie you want. Yeah, you don't have to now. See any now, is that gonna affect me? No, I'm gonna see. I'm Jane. gonna see Shang I'm, I'm gonna probably I'm enjoy a, it. I'm gonna see I'm gonna Black Panther no, too. I'm gonna have no <laughs> contest in, in wanting to <laughs> enjoy this movie as long as they don't do anything offensive. Right, right, it doesn't, right. Doesn't it seems like Marvel and every bit of reporting we've seen and every every ever since this movie got, got announced unofficially, not right. the official right. announcement, it sounds like everything we've heard is that Marvel is being very, very careful with right. What they're gonna do, just yes. like they were, just like so Disney was I, with Mulan. So when you see the Mandarin, um, I think they will, they will, I think they will do the character justice and re, with respect. Again, anything can be botched in execution, but I don't, I don't think that they're gonna try to do something that's gonna offend people. They've been every time they've had a chance to kind of walk that line, they've done a good job of not pissing people off. So I think that they'll figure a way out with this one too. I think that they'll be fine, but. Um, But at the end of the day, these are tight ropes and these are, uh, look, I I give Marvel credit for, you know, taking kind of taking this stuff head on in some degree. Like you could make the case that these kind of reactions are the reason why many, um, many companies just don't go down the line of doing Asian led movies with mostly Asian cast. And I mean, and and that's and it it speaks to, uh, you know, an issue we have in Hollywood of representation and, and just how much of it is just mostly white and the portions of the the minorities that do get any shine is' only black and Latino you don't see Indian people we don't see Asian you know other uh, other Asian other East Asian people um, we just don't see it so therefore the amount of people who are quote-unquote qualified to direct, or quote who had the name, had the yeah. clout to, correct, to direct those who made people, Native American people who had the 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 the, the, the Chinese American people, the Chinese uh, actors that have the the chops necessary to do the role, quote unquote. Like we, they, the options are limited because now Hollywood is just shunning these. Yeah, people. there are a lot of people. That go hopefully, to, there are a lot of people that go to film school. A lot of people that graduate. But hopefully, a movie like this could maybe like change things. Right, right, right. That's like, the thing is like you know, now, like, like they don't do this movie. Like who would say that? Like this, this movie could inspire. Chinese actors, Chinese writers, Chinese directors taking Chinese step American in that career, yeah, or Chinese American actors and Chinese American people, and so on and so forth. If you just that, yeah, we ain't gonna do it, then you don't really ever solve the problem. Now, from a Marvel standpoint, should they be concerned? No, I don't think this stuff will stick. I mean, to me, like I barely, I didn't hear anybody anything about this, anything about this until you guys brought it. I'm concerned. See, see, I think they should be. Just to but the to China the, doesn't play, man. China don't play. Like, I like I only bring this <laughs> up too. They they didn't see that mo- that movie Crazy Rich Asians that it w- that very well domestically. Yeah, China didn't see that joint. Right. They were just like, no, nah, we're not going to see it, and it didn't do well in China. Yeah. Why didn't China want to see it? Because they were offended by it. What? They thought that it <laughs> not was, to they, get into a Crazy Rich They thought, Asian they, they thought the stereotypes. They thought were there were stereotypes yeah. in the movie that were offensive. I didn't see the movie. so yeah. I don't know what's going <laughs> How on. How do they know? It? if They didn't see the movie. I, mean, <laughs> but, I don't know any Asian American person who thought it was bad. But I don't. But, but it apparently it did not do well in China. So these Chinese the Chinese do not play. hello look, I have a question. And look, none of us can answer. All of them may understand that they're gonna take the hit in China and they don't none, care. none of this can none of us can really answer this. You know, we've all grown up around a lot of you know, you know, in the Asian community for the especially Yeah. 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 You know, especially yeah, where we're from. Yeah, we 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 grew up in, in Oakland Gardens, ninety yeah, percent. I mean, is... I went to elementary school, ninety five percent Asian. So but with all that being thrown out there, um, is there some sort of disconnect? And this has nothing to do with superheroes. Is there a disconnect between the Asian American community and like the Chinese? Absolutely. Wait, I mean the like the and like the, actual China. China? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. That's so I mean. That's that. Is that where Shang Chi just could be a problem? Where Black Panther? I mean, there is no real disconnect between the African American community and Africa. Oh, and I, there, disagree there there is, I disagree with that. There is. I disagree. There is. There is. But Africans don't really mess with African Americans. Like that's a like long that's lasting, long, there's a long history that's there fair. about African immigrants and African yeah, Americans, fair. not necessarily, yeah. That's a whole other conversation, yeah, right. <laughs> But from like, a and also, I guess the difference I'm making is that Black Panther was an African character, and so we were gonna see Black Panther regardless, <laughs> mm-hmm. and obviously, people in Africa were gonna see Black Panther, um, and then there's the whole Killmonger thing, which you know also played a role, but. Is that something that Marvel just didn't even... Because there, you know, there were talks Marvel wanted this to be their Black Panther. They expected it to be their Asian Black Panther or whatever, blah, 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 Chinese Black Panther. Did they just not calculate for that? Because that's what it, I would be worried about if I was Marvel. I can't, the imma- I can't imagine artists, Disney and Marvel... Because Aquaman did great have, in China. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't have the people in terms of like what does well in China and realize that this could be a little problematic. I think that I think that they. I'm sure they thought about it. I think it. they play for it, but I I think I think that they 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 understand it. I think they're gonna try to face it head on and hope that they can they can overcome it by just showing off something that's really amazing. And the one thing that could distract a lot of people from some of the stuff that maybe some Chinese people don't like is like, look, if we show amazing action sequences and amazing action scenes. Maybe people will say, you know what, let's we'll do it. I don't know, but I think that they understand that there's gonna be some. Challenge with that because, as you guys said, there's a documented history of the challenges involving doing uh movies like this, so it's it, they're gonna Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be easy, but I I think that I think that in terms of now the Chinese stuff, I can't speak for Yes, that stuff could stick. well I think any of this stuff stick in America? 1000%. No, 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 I don't think so. No, no. and that's not really the story. This will have zero, you know, they still have zero sticking power because I tell you what, the the Iron Fist stuff. I think it I, I don't think it' stuck per se but I think it, it it like the fact that it also was so terrible I think that like piled on to the fact that it was also bad it was like look at this show that's already a mess and like also how they represent Asian culture with this white man like it just like like they like that show was great I think that they, they could have overcome a lot of that other stuff it couldn't because the show had, was, had so many problems from the beginning this I think as long as they do everything well they won't even sniff any of those issues even yeah. if even if they're prevalent you know in the Far East I mean I think that um, I think the movie is gonna do well uh, I mean of course as long as it's a good movie but I think it's gonna do well everywhere else um, so I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll have any issues even in other Asian other Asian uh, countries sure. as long as the movie is good and is not disrespectful to Chinese culture in any kind of way um but yeah, I don't think this is going to be a problem. I think it may be a problem in China. Um but I don't think it's going to be a problem anywhere else really. And um and we'll see if they if they can uh if they can walk that tightrope. It's a tightrope for sure, but uh if anybody can handle it, I would think it's normal. Andy Circus uh is among the red directors reportedly in line to play to to me to direct, which is very interesting. Not play a character but direct Venom 2. Andy Serkis's, uh film background rather directing is not very long. Not apparently. very great either. And not that great in terms you of like, my critical acclaim, but he is apparently, along with uh, Travis Knight and Rupert Wyatt, uh, in consideration to do uh, Venom 2. Yeah, yes. Any thoughts, people? I mean, I'm, didn't he do... Um, I, don't, I thought Mowgli was pretty well-received. He right? did Mowgli. I, I, heard some, I heard some... I don't know, check the Rotten Tomatoes. I heard some, yeah, he some not-so-good things, but... To be fair, like, that was more pre-production stuff. So I don't know. I know it was kind of a messy situation with Mowgli from a business standpoint. You know, it may have, it may have like, you know, resurfaced and did well on Netflix. Um, but it was originally Warner Brothers, and there was a lot of scuttlebutt. Yeah, rotten Tomatoes is a like 52. Yeah, you know, I thought I heard it was, it was average. But um, regardless, like, Mowgli, he did Mowgli, which is, like, that was supposed to be his, like, crown jewel as a filmmaker. And, I mean, look, I thought it was a terrible idea and it was doomed to fail from the beginning because they did it after <laughs> Disney. Yeah. Um, so, like, good luck doing a Jungle Book <laughs> movie after. Like, imagine if another company did another Lion King movie, Yeah. imagine like, no, two years guy. from now. Yeah, no, another movie's like, we're going to do Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What? We're, we're going to do the Avengers. After Avengers Endgame <laughs> came out. would <laughs> be like, I'm not going to see that. <laughs> so, I mean, that was the problem with Mowgli. Right. It uh, could have been a decent movie. I haven't seen it yet, but... Um, you think about Andy Serkis, and you think about Venom. Serkis has a long-standing, obviously, uh, track record with CGI, um, going all the way back to Lord of the Rings. But yep. you know, obviously, recently with the the Apes and Snoke and whatever else he's done uh, and Mowgli. But uh, so Venom obviously has that uh, has that CGI he- heavy heavy uh, kind of arsenal. That you would think would work with Andy Serkis' background, but will it be a good story? Which I think is important. Now, if they're throwing carnage in there, you're gonna need a, you're gonna need even more CGI and like especially carnage in a lot of the movie. Like you're gonna make that stuff look good. Um, so I mean, I see it. Travis Knight may be a better person to do from a story perspective. I think everyone thinks Travis Knight would be a better story perspective person than right. You know, like do uh, so. you see Kubo. Uh, and the two rings. Uh, I saw, a good, por- I saw like, a good portion of it. I haven't seen that. I've heard it's very good. I didn't though. finish it. The pro- parts that I watched, it was great. Yeah, I heard that was a great story. Very, very touching. Um, you know, I, I I, mean, I thought Bumblebee was great. Yeah, I like Bumblebee. I thought well. that was a very good story. Like, and the CGI was contained in that movie. It wasn't like the, your typical Michael Bay, like, crazy... You know, yeah, action crazy budget. We looking at everything's all transforming, but the story was might be the best of any Transformers movie. So, um if you're looking for a great story, they should go with Travis Knight. If you're looking for a little more of a spectacle, a little bit more, you know, name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go for Andy Serkis, but it's a, it's a risk. Uh Rupert Wyatt. I haven't seen anything with Rupert Wyatt, but you know, he's supposed to do a Gambit. Yes, uh, just like eight other people, and so that tells, that tells me that Rupert Wyatt clearly. The, the the Hollywood people he's clearly his agent and stuff and made it very clear superheroes is what yeah, he, he wants he, to be right he wants to get in the and game. and that's that's the game he's trying to get in so him being in this I've <laughs> already being linked to Gambit and right. having to drop out because of creative both kind of like shaky very very shaky properties like he's not like <laughs> he's not being linked to you know Blade yeah it's both you know? it's pro, pro, it's like properties that X-Men. like it's properties that kind of like you know kind of like hit or miss right Whereas, it's like you know kind of unwanted yeah yeah kind of like you know like like low risk was all right this doesn't work I mean whatever but you know right. we want to try to see if this works out mm-hmm. so um right I mean circus look you know circus has a, has a great creative mind uh so as you guys said right. circus's work or schedule like, work with cgi certainly uh could lend him as a good uh person with what's his name it is interesting that the dude that was as Kendall said that was that did the last director uh, for Venom, <laughs> Ruben Fleischer. he's not in the picture, and it's crazy for a movie that was so well received, made so much money. Yeah, and, I mean, well received amongst fans. I mean, yeah. The fans love Venom. Well, I don't understand why, but they did. So yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Sony didn't care about that. They're like, nope, not out of here, son. But yeah. I guess when you see what they did with Spider Verse and what happened just now with, uh, you know, in uh, uh Far From Home, they're like, we we can't. There's a ceiling. there's there's a more what's more ceiling. Yeah, we can't just put any other person do this movie. We we clearly not have a creative. Uh, a creative threshold that we got to meet, yeah. and uh, Fleischer wasn't getting it done. He just he showed he wasn't getting it done. <laughs> so I'm happy that they're, they're they're changing ship. Travis Knight is the guy that excites me. Uh, I don't know what to make of Circus as a director, but I know he's got a really wacky mind, and I feel like if you're doing Carnage, that's true. I think that that's someone I I, I could I would love to see how he would bring that on the screen on the big screen. Mm. I think he would have great creative ideas to make that work. But you know, can he drive home a full, a full fleshed out story? And my then my question becomes, can a Carnage Venom movie even be that? Like that's a question we got to ask, and maybe that's a question that Sony is answering by saying, we know this movie ain't gonna be, you know, uh, you know, uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, pursuit of happiness. Yeah, you know, is is Carnage <laughs> versus Venom? So so like that movie's only gonna be, but certain a certain amount of deep depth. It's only, only going to have a certain amount of depth when it comes to storytelling. Right. But like it's gotta have something though. It can't be what the last Venom movie was, which is just a just a nightmare in regards to just throwing stuff together, right. and, and just being so lazy. Uh, <laughs> they can't do that again. But maybe they feel like, look, we get someone who's a little bit better with the CGI. But you know, we know this movie's gonna be more like your popcorn, just clash of the Titans kind of thing. Hmm. Maybe that's what they're looking at, because it, that's because Circus being the first thing that comes out here makes me think that he's definitely the lead person. It was later on that Variety added, uh, you know, uh, that that Knight and the other guy were, were involved. So to me, that tells me that they want Circus, which is surprising considering his background's so small when it comes to directing. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising to me too. Um, I mean, I like Andy Circus very much as an actor. I think he's extremely talented. Absolutely. I have not seen Mowgli. I personally have heard good things about Mowgli. All right. So I mean, I apparently some people didn't like it. Didn't like it. So I mean, I guess it's getting mixed reviews, but. Um, uh, uh but I do think it's interesting fifty two percent is certainly not the end of the world for him. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean it's not like it's <laughs> not, not like, you not know, like so, you I, he know, did another 7%. movie too. Like it's not like it was his debut, but like yeah, if it was at like seven percent It was like Fantastic 15 War. That'd be like well, I don't know what Sony doing man. Yeah. This is all a name thing. So um so yeah, I mean it's it's you know, Circus, I mean I uh he definitely does have a creative mind, that's for sure. Um You know he's very, like you were saying, Kendall. He's very, very bold when it comes to CGI, and pushing boundaries. Yeah. So I do think that, um, him working with Venom could be, uh, could be we could be seeing things that we haven't seen before. Um, So that could be very exciting. Um, I would like it if Travis Knight were to work on something like this. I feel like he could, he could, uh, I feel like he could bring some uh, some good storytelling um uh, into this uh character just because i think, I feel like it, it would be much I just feel like it'd be needed I mean I'm tired of, I mean I know people like the, the previous one but there was no story there yeah no. you know, so I would like a good story to go along with this with this fight movie which apparently that's kind of how they're building it as a fight movie yeah so um so yeah I definitely would appreciate that uh so I think Travis Knight would be good for that. Um, it's interesting that his name is coming up with a bunch of these different superhero movies. He's also apparently he's also similar and to the other right, guy. Rightfully so, right, Why? Yeah, so it's absolutely, definitely trying yeah. to his name. He seems to and want to throw, name. throw, I mean, throw his name wondering. in the ring for a lot of these. And and, and yeah, and, and he's a good director. You, you know, know like, he's not a bad director. Yeah, He's shown already. He's had just a few releases, but they've all been they've all been yeah. fired. Yeah, like I'm giving you a shot. If you the way you turn around the Transformers property like that, like if I'm Paramount, I'm trying to lock him down for like the yeah, next right. three of them. Yeah. So, Not Paramount, was it uh, or Universal or, is it, or no? No, yeah, yeah, it's Paramount. Yeah, it's Paramount. I'm thinking yeah, Hasbro, <laughs> but yeah, if I'm Hasbro, if I'm Paramount, I'm locking so, yeah, them down yeah, for yeah, the next three. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, last story uh, before we do our review of uh, of Pennyworth uh, Runaways announced their return December 13th. So uh, season confirmed. Right. We got a release date. We had a teaser that came with it. Uh, shows the team of the the squad kind of beaten up and downtrodden uh with uh people in red in red capes or red uh red cloaks once again using that uh little portal to uh to replace what looked like it was gert yes as was. chase was looking on so dire situation and molly for the, tells for, him to save gert yes mm-hmm. and uh so dire situation for the team uh as you know people who look like uh you know pride, pride yeah yeah i don't know yeah. if it pride, is pride because we know that jonah is leading his his family now, uh, who are who have taken the bodies of some of the people who we've been paying attention to. Uh, I don't know if this is a new pride that's happening, or is this a whole different group that is being involved. But nonetheless, uh, new season, new teaser. You guys excited about what you saw? Excited for the new season, December thirteenth. December thirteenth is a while from now. Yeah, it's like half yep. a year. So why would they year? drop this, this Comic Con weekend? I don't know. Apparently they dropped a couple of, uh, they announced a couple of premiere dates, Hulu. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's just part of Shumari, them dropping stuff. Shamari uh, informed me that Joker is coming out on Comic-Con weekend. It so is, yes. It should be interesting, just like Venom did last year. Yeah, Joker's mm. coming out on Comic-Con weekend. I wonder if that's wow. intentional. But uh, on the Runaways, um, yeah, I mean, a while from now, December, but... Uh, sure, we'll get some stuff at New York Comic Con revolving around Runaways. We have the last couple of years. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm interested to see what this all this Marvel stuff in the Phase Four and stuff. If that has any Im- impact on, I mean, I don't think it'll have any big impact on the story, but will have any impact on the future of the show mm. from a business standpoint. You know, we know the Netflix series are done. How much longer does Runaways have? Is this a show that's designed to only be three seasons? Because you could do five seasons of the Runaways, seven seasons, like any, you know, teen drama type of show. But will they will they keep it going for that long? And what will we see in terms of a Cloak & Dagger spinoff? Will that happen before? When's Cloak & Dagger even coming out? A lot of questions. Will that spinoff be after, the run, take place after runaway season three? If it is his name. So... Um, so the the cloak and dagger was kind of my main thing that I was wondering about because there's so many they're giving so many teases now. Yeah, through social media and different things. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm looking forward to most honestly. <laughs> is season three, right? Is yo when is uh, Tyrone gonna show up? Yeah. Now you. I just feel like a we, cloak did, and dagger thing. I feel like there's a way you can do that. That is not how they're gonna do. It. But to me, that should be like almost like a special. Like should not canon, right? That shouldn't be. I don't think it should be canon, but I just don't think it should be part of, like, the Runaways season, to me. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think it would come on TV. That's my yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I they think it would be would... on Freeform, and it would be Cloak and Dagger with the Runaways in it. Mm. Now, it's mm. easier to do adding two characters onto a, a ensemble it, show yeah, exactly. than adding a whole ensemble into a two-character show. Exactly. Because like, I, I got to understand who all the five all and six of these people, people are. Yeah, if I'm watching Cloak and Dagger, I'm like, what is Yeah, this? who are these people? Yeah. Like... So, from that perspective, it may, maybe makes sense to do the Runaways, but from, like, a viewer's perspective, like, put it on TV. You want get people to watch Runaways, which is on a streaming service. So, I don't know. And maybe there's a the thing where they put it on the streaming service, put it on Hulu and on television. Right, yeah. That's yeah. true. You know, they, I, I think there's a very, like, good chance they can do that. But I don't yeah. know if I just want, I just feel like, I mean, you know, we, we all have love for Tandy and Tyrone, but I just feel like the Runaway Story is so good, I don't want anything distracting. And, you know, they seem to do a good job of kind of getting us to a certain destination they want to get us to. And I just almost feel like it would be better if, like, they did a whole season of Runaways, but then, like, there's, an, they have a special episode where it's like a one a special a two-hour special of, you know. And you can still make it canon, but just make it different than, like, the season, you know. Mm. But uh, I don't know if they're going to do that. I feel like that's inevitable that we will have uh, the crossover. It's just a matter of how they... They uh, they go about doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel that. I mean, I I, I wouldn't necessarily need for them to be a major part of the season or uh, a a uh, or a serious part of the season three story. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool if they did find a way to weave them in like that. But I mean, I wouldn't need it to be like that. Which show you guys think does better from a ratings perspective? From a viewers perspective, yeah, Cloak and Mm, really? It's my guess. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how we. I don't know how you would measure that between. Yeah, them, I'm, like, I'm, I'm okay. show, I, I I mean, have no clue. I'm sure I know Marvel and ABC knows how. I'm just saying, I don't know how I would do it. Um, I just feel like in terms of a fan base perspective, I think the Cloak and Dagger fan base is probably bigger. I could be wrong. Because we've seen I mean, it, we've seen, the, we've met. One of the easiest the things to do, you know. This is very unscientific. To is to followers, yeah. social more, media? Who Instagram. has which which show has more <laughs> followers? Uh, I don't honestly don't know which show it would be. I'm guessing Cloak and Dagger, but I could be wrong. Um, but Runaways so also has runaway, five six actors on it. So. <laughs> runaways has <laughs> 191 thousand followers. It's a good number. It's not bad. It's a good number. Uh, Cloak and Dagger has uh, 210 thousand followers. You go, man. T.J. Mm. got the instinct. <laughs> the, the, the younger generation, man, in tune. The, the male numbers are very. They're still very close. They're not. They're not yeah, it doesn't indicate that. The yeah, and it are doesn't better. even mean that. That means that more people watch. <laughs> it's watching. close enough to where it's like, it's it like. It's the only. It's the only. data we have of today to to, to say you know what the situation is, but um. Uh, Freeform's biggest series, at least from a debut standpoint, was run, Was Cloak and whether or not that is mm. kept out, probably unlikely. That shows you why, like people say, like, oh, there's too much superheroes on television, and you, man, superheroes bring the eyeballs. So why are they gonna keep doing it? <laughs> right. Like Chloe nobody and, and cloak and dagger in the superhero world, which we're obviously a part of the industry, was not a big deal. No. Oh, uh, it was a thing, but there's so many of these shows nowadays. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool, cloak and dagger's happening. But just enough people who just anything that has the Marvel label on it, they're gonna watch. There's enough. There's too many people like that, so therefore, this is what happens. So & Dagger shows up on freeform and smashes all their Sounds records. like Sounds like cloak and Dagger's been like decent. Like it's like it, it it's it's not where it was the debut, but nothing ever is. But of that it's kind of held steady. So right, I'm sure Runaway's probably the same way. But Yeah. Um But also it's hard to it's also hard to go think about like the people that go back now and watch Runaways like you know, like I could I could tell somebody today, go go watch Runaways, man, it shows great. Word of mouth, it's it's on a streaming service. So it's probably more people have probably seen Runaways because you can't watch it live, but from uh who watches it when it comes out, my guess is Cloak and because it's on T V. So you can just have people that watch Freeform and say, Oh, what's this Cloak and Dyer show? Or find it on Guide and start watching it. All right. So, we just uh let's talk about Pennyworth now. Um Season premiere, pilot episode of this series debut on Epic's first venture into uh, superhero content. From what I can gather, Epic was very venture into many con- much yeah, content. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know Epic's Epic's even was doing uh, Talvin right. type shows. So um, big venture, pilot episode came out this weekend. I was impressed. Uh, I think that this show to me feels like. I mean, to me, it feels like Gotham, if Gotham didn't, uh, wasn't so obsessed with like just the the Batman connecting lore. Batman to every, that's something, everything to Batman. You know, if they said, let's just make a show with that same kind of style, but just make it more authentic, more, uh, you know, more grounded, more uh, not as wide spanning in regards to trying to connect so many things. I know it's only a pilot, so who's to say that they don't try to do more of that? But I just thought they told a really good story. Um, I never thought that, you know, my interest in Alfred before his connection with Gotham would be interesting. But I think they laid the fine work something good. Um, we always think about, like, these, like, corrupt government, like, American shows. Kind of see that British version of that. It was kind of unique, kind of interesting. Uh, I think they painted Alfred in a way that was um, true to character but gave him the twist that was necessary to make it work. I thought this pilot worked pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I thought the pilot was... I thought the pilot was very solid. Um, I guess it reminded me of, like, Agent Carter, almost, I guess, in a way. Same, of course, in yeah. And, you know, especially in, especially in the fact that this is definitely a period piece. And I thought that they... it's I think it's done very well from all the sets to even the music that they use in the show. It's definitely centered around that... Uh, almost like 60s or uh, kind of like 50s, 60s, like time period, Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the characters, I like the characters in the show, like Alfred's storyline, I like uh, Thomas Wayne's inclusion, Um, I thought he was, while he was definitely uh, and seems to be definitely a character in the show. He isn't like, you know, it wasn't in every single scene, you know. No. Uh, so it wasn't like another, uh, you know, here's Thomas Wayne and here's Martha. And here's, you know, <laughs> baby <it's>, uh... Bruce. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love the name Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Sounds great. Uh, like, oh, I'm going to start a company and. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have my son inherit it. You know, it, it wasn't all these crazy Easter eggs. No, you know, I have mean. an affinity for bats. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know about you. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't catch almost any. Yeah, I'm sure there are some in there that we just didn't pick up on. But I, right. it, they definitely weren't on the nose with any of them. Yeah, no, if they were, they were hitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, that's really – so I thought that was pretty refreshing that they really are just sticking to this Alfred story story. Um, uh, and I feel like while Alfred is is showing to be a a capable fighter, he's also not like taking down like League of Assassins level people. Right, right, um, right. In the way that he was, similar to in the, the way that he was in Gotham. Right, yeah. In the yeah. way that Jim Gordon was in Gotham. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, oh, man. so yeah. Right now I'm on board. I, I you know it has a decent decent pilot. Um, So yeah, I'm interested to hear Kendall's thoughts because no is very much. Uh, I was skeptical. Shaky. Yeah, I was a skeptic. <laughs> I was a skeptic. Um, I mean, look, from a still a general like very broad point, like a pennyworth television show, is still not appealing. Yeah, I um, think we were all skeptical. As a superhero show, like mm-hmm. as a comic book show, like I don't. This wouldn't be first, second, third, or twentieth on the list of things that I would want to see or pitch to a company or pitch to a television network. With that being said. This is what we have now, and what we saw in the pilot I thought was pretty good. I'm not going to give it his credit. Um, can't come into this thinking it's a Batman show. Can't come into this thinking mm-hmm. it's a superhero show or a comic book show. Uh, it helps to know who Alfred is and Thomas Wayne. It's about all you need to know. Yeah. Like, if you've seen a Batman movie, right. you know who Alfred is. And if, you if you've seen a Batman movie, movie, you know who Thomas Wayne if is. you've seen an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, you, you know, know who know Alfred. You, need to know. you know, if you have seen any Batman movie, you know, yeah, like, right. Like so, uh, you know, th- like, like you just said, because there aren't those on- like Gotham, you kind of have to know. Yeah, right. You know, they yeah, explain right. you, they explain things to you, but there are also massive Easter eggs that was, like that you wouldn't get unless you knew the Batman lore. This is not really a Batman show, so that's appreciative. Even though we know about Batman, it, I don't have to feel like you know I got to look for things or like you know kind of try and piece together puzzles of how does this fit in this universe, like. Know what? Is, so in this universe, this guy is this, and this guy's related to who? And I don't have to do any of that stuff. Um, it's a good show. It definitely has that British vibe. You know, has that Harry Potter. You know, has, yeah. that, <laughs> has that. that Mary, has Kathy, that probably the first show you go to. Yeah, it, has, has that, that Mary Poppins. Yeah, you know that Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, she's you know, Harry, Harry Potter. So a yeah, well, Harry. We <laughs> didn't <laughs> go to the Queen verse you know, or, or Down Abbey. Like, you know, but like it definitely has that vibe to it. I'll give it that credit. I won't say credit, but I'll give it that that first, you know, you know thing on it. But outside of that, um, I also would say that, uh, like Shamari mentioned Agent Carter. I thought that was a good, that was a solid show. Yeah. Um, I like Agent Carter. I preferred the episodes that had the very few that had Howard Stark, and that's what I already get from this right. with Thomas Wayne. So we'll see how much Thomas Wayne is involved. Dominic Cooper obviously wasn't going to be involved in every episode of Agent Carter. But if Thomas Wayne is in most of these episodes, if so not I believe, all, I believe he is. Yeah, I mean, he I, seems I, like he's a second the second character. The sh- yeah, I mean, the show is about really kind of the forming of their bond. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's, that's an appealing concept. Because I like the, the Stark, you know, Carter or the Stark-Jarvis uh, relationship. I think we're going to get a similar kind of thing going on with here. Well, with this, with this show. But I think Pennyworth and Jarvis are kind of one in the same in this show. I kind of like that. I kind of like how they established their relationship. I think that um, Thomas, you know, we kind of learned through Batman how much like Thomas kind of has his nose in places that, you know, can be dangerous uh, because of uh, him being the visionary that he is. Right know, I the idea he goes across the season and he's immediately uh wanting to be killed by the government. Yeah. Makes had head out on him. Makes a lot of sense considering who Thomas is and him trying to explain away a little bit of that. Uh it made a lot of sense. So I I, I like that. And I like that that is how his his uh dealing with Alfred and Alfred just trying to see his girl, uh Esme, like I, I also liked how like Alfred didn't want to just leave this guy out to the slaughter. So he like Acted with you no know, with honor and with respect while also trying to do what he did he could do to get his, his girl like i think that that thomas also respecting that i could see how thomas being like no you're a man of honor you're a man of respect you're a man who's capable and therefore you i want you to you know work with me right like thomas seems to be the kind of guy who's very like principled in that <clears throat> manner so and the fact that they made offer, i think believable in that in that in those principles and like Yes, I need to kidnap this man, but like I'm not gonna, you know, just leave him on to slaughter or do stupid stuff just for the sake of, you know, you know, getting my girl. I want to try to maybe not get this guy killed. Also, it seemed very true to all the characters involved, even though these are characters that we're seeing way younger than we've ever seen them. At least definitely on television, there aren't too many even comic books or 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 stories about these people. Right. In this show. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you know, hey, kudos to the uh, showrunner um, for bringing this uh, uh, for bringing a story like this to light. Yeah, and it just it's just like I said. I know you know you know uh, the guy who's uh, part of creating the show. Um, he he worked on Gotham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, showrunner. Bruno uh, exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, Bruno Heller, and. Okay, what I like about the show that I think Gotham kind of missed the drop the ball on is that Gotham just got so goofy. I mean, this show, I mean, it has got the moments at times. Uh, you know, the the the, uh, the torture scene to me was very Gotham. The torture scene with the guy. Yeah, the guy. And so then the kid shows the up. Chair. Yeah. yeah, like that to me was like, yeah, this looks like straight out something from Gotham, and and that's kind of probably was one of the lower points of the show to me episode to me. Fair. But like, I what I enjoyed about this episode, I hope they stay in tune that that the show took itself way more seriously than Gotham did. I think Gotham was like, let's get as goofy and wacky as we can. Let's really, uh, let's really embrace like the city's complete wackiness. But I think in doing that, I think it just lost its way in terms of it just getting too ridiculous. To me, this show. With that, with that moment aside, I think it all felt very serious and very real. And while also still keeping the kind of creepy, kind of dystopian feel to Britain, which we, again, not something I take that you see taken very often. Right. It's a tight road to walk. And I think Heller having the experience of probably having done Gotham, I'm sure he's heard the praise and also a lot of the criticism with that show. That's him maybe able being able to... to, to to walk that line a little better. At least in the pilot. He wrote this pilot. So um, I'm hoping that this show that continues moving forward kind of stays with that stays in that uh in that lane. What do you guys think of the uh what do you guys think of the acting? Um what do you guys Jack Bannon is uh is I loved the Alfred. Yeah, I thought he, he was a, good. He did yeah yeah he had a, he had a good like wasn't too like wasn't too Captain America or (laughs) Captain Britain I guess in this stage, Uh, in this show but like wasn't too like you know buttoned up Um, but still was like but also wasn't you know Jack Bauer you know it was a good mix so like um, so yeah I thought he did a good job you know I thought him and uh, Wayne played off each other similar to how again like Jarvis and Stark do or Carter and Stark do so. Yeah, I agree. I like their I like their chemistry a lot. I um, thought the dude that played Alfred did a very good job. I thought he was very, uh, um, uh, he came across as somebody that was, uh, you know, a professional. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so I could definitely see him being like a future kind of butler and like a butler role, but also kind of a security guard kind that's, of. As well. Yeah. That's well. I don't want to cut you off, but that's the only thing that I'm a little shaky on. I mean, he's gonna be older, but mm-hmm. like. I don't like I, I don't know if I can see that guy just being like a complete like you know, like I mean he, that's not even I, him mean, I'll, I'll so that's that's I think I think right. this is supposed to be that you're right about that, Shamar. I think this is supposed to be like Gotham, <sighs> Alfred. That's the same guy. Oh yeah. He, I mean I don't but, like, it's believe, not I don't be, kinda believe that this isn't a prequel. I think that like he's not I think Heller's trying to well, he wanna say he's a prequel, that he doesn't want to limit himself in storytelling. But yeah, assets. but, I do but his, maybe, idea is his idea, his is, the same, is yeah. taking the offer he created in Gotham and making him, yeah, you know this Alfred because like he, I can't imagine him being like the Alfred that we see that like isn't like doesn't want to get his hands dirty. I see. Here's you know why I'll mean? disagree. I think that they actually did paint those, uh, draw uh, not paint those seeds, um, you know, those plant seeds. those seeds, yeah, quite often in this episode. I think that this conversation with Esme, trying to explain away his work as like a you know CIA level or black ops level kind of soldier and it not making it much sense as me him kind of having the challenges of, of explaining him himself as to what he's done I think uh the conversation he had with the queen I think was uncomfortable for him uh I think his dad who we see you know is very much a drunk and very much like kind of an a-hole like his dad kind of being like like what you're doing what you're pursuing has no future like it, like, we have a great name as butlers. You could be a butler in a short amount of time and you're doing this foolishness. Like, it's just ridiculous. I think that, like, I don't know how this se- season is going to end, but I don't know if it ends well in terms of, in regards to him, like, wanting to continue to do this. Like, I, I think that he uh, he's reluctant, I think. And, and Shamari could jump in at any point. I think he's reluctant okay. in, like, his, like, activity in, in, like, pursuing this kind of violence. You know, I think it's something, that's something he, he goes after, and I think that, we obviously know that Esme is not someone he's with forever. And who's to say that he doesn't lose her because of this kind of thing? You know what I'm saying? So I, I thought that the seeds were planted very much for him to decide that this is the not li- not the life I can walk is doing this. And I think he eventually would go and just become a baller. But as we know, you know, again, you're working with Thomas Wayne, like, there's a good chance you're going to get your hands dirty in something. Right. You know so uh so i could see how that he makes that transition moving into yeah. the future. I mean, i think it's as part of the journey. Yeah. You know, it's part of the the transformation and uh kind of like how i feel they like they're, they're going to form that bond throughout the show. That's what it seems like. that should you be know, interesting. To see yeah, it seems like Thomas Wayne and and Alfred Pennyworth are going to form that kind of bond. You know, and i mean, Wayne has the money, the resources, and Pennyworth, uh, eventually, it's gonna become the thing that where Pennyworth uh, wants needs a job, <laughs> right? You know, he needs and and he needs having a contract. he's a contract on. and and Wayne has funds, uh, an almost limitless limitless amount of funds. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that develop. Bannon's uh, portrayal is um, is very good, but it's not over the top mm-hmm. charismatic and it, as it shouldn't be, right. but. The one, there's anything I would say the show will need, which I think we've we seen we've seen uh, bits and pieces of it in this pilot, is it will need other big time uh charismatic performances. Cause we're not gonna get it from the woman playing Esme, but uh mm-hmm. I do think that Thomas Wayne has the potential, but we gotta yeah, I say, I learn a little that. more about him and see a little more from him. Mm-hmm. This episode, a lot of it is him just being like captive, uh and then making like sick lines like I think this is a bad idea, but like we don't know that much more about him than that. Uh, I do think that's on like Dave Boy, his friend, who's like, you know, blow, blew that guy's head off and was drinking alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah. He definitely seems like a charismatic guy. Um, I think that uh, Paloma face character, Bette Sykes, um, I thought she was really good in this episode in terms of being like a villainous type character. Right. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how like her character continues. Um, I'm not sure about the Lord Hardwood guy. Uh, he seems a little... Cookie cutter, <laughs> a little like you know, mustache to her, and like, oh, yeah, like you know, we gotta keep something secret for the government's sake, and I'm that guy. Like, I don't know, I just seem to feel like I've seen that type of villain a million times, yeah. Though they did kind of set up an interesting angle with like Alfred having already kind of defeated them in like the first episode, so I guess I'm assuming it's now the return, the the whole rest of the season's them like rising back up into power and. But. Slowly picking him apart, so that should be that's kind of an interesting juxtaposition in crafting a story. A lot of times, the story is like this. the first season about beating them. Yeah, man. about <laughs> rising up to beat the guy. This up, uh, this season it could really be. He's already kind of defeated them and like kind of took them by surprise, and it's it's those two kind of coming back up. Yeah. You know? Um. What I will say is, I feel like with this show, um, what'll be interesting is that. I feel like this show has a future where it it doesn't take place in Britain. Like if for a season two or a season three, like if they get to that point where it's really popular, like they could then transition to Gotham. Which I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah. That's, the, that's going to be the interesting point, but I don't know how long Cause I want to see know, those I just don't know. Like how long is Thomas Wayne going to be in, 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 in England? Oh, well, I mean, you know, that's how question. long is the show going to be on the air? Right. But like, like are you, are you making a show to make it one season? Sometimes people do stuff like that. They don't. They don't. You know, we we'll call it a miniseries. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What you're I, I, I have no interest in seeing Alfred doing this stuff in Gotham City. I just don't think it's believable. I don't think it makes any. It sense. It would still for me then be like Agent Carter. To me, like it makes more sense that like Alfred would have done this stuff before he actually got to Gotham than the idea that he like is fighting crime bosses and stuff in Gotham. I mean, then and it nobody, becomes Gotham, and nobody knows about him. They, yeah, only, know yeah, about about him. they only know about him as they only know about a cup Butler, and like you said, like we've already kind of seen that show. Yeah, I was gonna say at that point it's just it's, it's Gotham, yeah. just with Thomas Wayne instead of yeah, instead of yeah Gordon <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. instead of Gordon, yeah. So um, so yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to see that because we've seen we've seen Gotham, right. we've seen him do Gotham, we've seen this guy do Gotham before. Right, exactly. so yeah, I mean it would it would be the same Gotham, The similar characters, similar characters. Similar premise. Oh, just, the court, just oh, you know, the court, <laughs> the Cobblepots, right? The right. same people, you know, it's the same people. So I, I, I'm not sure if I would want to see that. I just you know, don't know if, how. I mean, if they want an Easter egg Gotham at the very end of the show, I mean that's fine. Yeah, but like, you know. I was thinking the same thing though. When I was like, you know, <laughs> is Wayne not going to be in the show? Maybe you know, yeah, he won't yeah, be in the show. I, mean, I don't know. We need Thomas Wayne for a season. Yeah, two. like like when Wayne was talking to the person, he's like, "Oh yeah, send her home." And Farmer's like, "Well, I mean, how long are you going to be there?" Right. You know, I mean, was Wayne just he spent a really long time in London? I mean, yeah. some people do that stuff, right? Where they spend a few years overseas. Yeah, yeah. and whatever. he's rich enough to yeah he's rich enough to person. have that kind of need yeah. for whatever reason. So I believe it, right. but like I mean, how long is he going to be there? He's he's going to be there for. He's gonna go back home, or even he's not if British. I mean they they casted if they casted two, Martha, so we will see Martha at some point, and we know she's not British. So. Interesting, right? And it interesting interesting that like, I, or or what's possible I should say is even if it doesn't take place in Gossip a season two, I feel they could do something where, given his job or what he claims he does or what he he you know his ideas are, like they could do something where they go all around the world and take down that could be cool. conspiracies. Oh, we well, were in Paris this week, or yeah. or this for this arc or where we're in Mm -hmm. you know south america you know something along those lines but uh, that and sometimes oh yeah now we're in gotham my hometown type of thing yeah like that i think would be more appealing than like being like all right season one wrap we're taking place in now it's Gotham. like i that i do not need to see uh show me something new something different Mm -hmm. i thought this show did a good job being very faithful to the time as well Mm -hmm. and even kind of seeing like uh it reminded me seeing Queen of those Elizabeth days, so young too. <laughs> like someone playing her that young was kind of even like kind of crazy. I kind of had to think this is the queen, right? Yeah, then, was that Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth? Was, yeah, I mean, who else? Did was they fake? It? It? Or I mean, I the thing I thought was like, I was, Did uh, thought, it just be any yeah, of, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I mean, she's, she's the the one only of those queen fake, in the uh, last <laughs> fake president, fake Bush. No, <laughs> fake I mean, Clinton. she's been the queen for like the last like 50, 60 years, something crazy. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm assuming even since it wasn't exactly her, like it was based off. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I I dug it. Um, this is not a show I had very high hopes for. Uh, as we talked about it's a little on this long. Show. At least it's an episode was this episode, this episode was a little it long. Didn't have it, to be. As it long, definitely could have been cut by fifteen minutes. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be. I I assume the next episode won't be as long. Yeah. But um, usually you know, but I don't know. Epic has does have its content, so you can kind of do whatever they want. So, uh, but I think for their sake, they should stick more to. The, between 45 and, and 55 minutes i don't think they should be going well over an hour that seemed a little excessive but there's a solid pilot pilot solid pilot it got my interest um i think i wonder for the people who are just you know the people who are in for the in it for the capes like will they stick with it it's a little bit of a question for me I, I i don't know if anyone should be watching pennyworth for the capes i would agree but you know there are people that that, that tuned in because of it though yeah they tuned in because they're just a batman person they just want to see anything that's comic related DC, yeah. dc related so they tuned in And I don't know. This was good, but I don't know if that keeps any of those people. Because it wasn't, like, it was good, but it wasn't, like, that good. Where it was like, okay, I don't care what you've seen. Like, to me, like, um, like, I mean, this show has its fair share of capes. So, let's say, for example, like, like, um, Doom Patrol. Like, Doom Patrol, you know, Cyborg's not in the first episode, and, you know, there isn't really any capes aspect of that pilot. Pilot's incredible, but it's not, um, it's not that kind of show or even like Runaways. Like if you're looking for that, like I think you watch those pilots. I don't know if you're staying. For, those shows are so great. Those pilots are over the top that I think that even if you watched for it and didn't get it, you still would stay. I don't know if this show does that. And I think it being a period piece probably has a little bit to do with that too, but that doesn't take away from how solid I thought it was. I'm just wondering from, in terms of a viewing standpoint and a future and a future standpoint, like, did this show accomplish what it needed to do, which was to bring eyeballs to Epics and to have people on a consistent slot for the rest of the summer and fall mm-hmm. at nine o'clock? I, I can't say that. I can't say for sure that that the answer is yes. I don't. I don't know. Which I if I don't know, that means that usually it's not good. But who knows? I could be wrong, and then this ends up being a really underrated, solid show for Epics and a solid showing. You know, as we uh, we we seen, we talked about in the last segment with. You know, cloak uh, and dagger. I mean, these these shows bring eyeballs, mm. and they bring consistent eyeballs. Even if they might not be these smash match hits, it's the people who love the superhero content, they're gonna find whatever kind of content there is. Yep. And my question is: Is this the right kind of show for that? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I'm not sure either. it greed. That, that was a. I gave it a B plus. I, I give it. I give it a B. I give it a B plus. Yeah. solid not not great but good start for pennyworth I yeah mean, it was a good show i mean it was a show that we didn't think could be done so the fact that he got a b plus pilot i mean that's show you why he got picked up by Epic. yeah because we asked the same question when they, we heard that they picked they ordered a the pilot we were like why are you doing this We heard they, they picked up the pilot we were like why are they doing this So the trailer like, oh, so yeah. the trailer we weren't all that impressed so um but, like, the, this is the episode that they saw that this they isn't signed not on. on. I could definitely see why you would have signed off on this episode. Yeah, yeah it definitely isn't, like, a trailer show or even a synopsis show. It's one of those shows you got to watch. Yeah, because... Like, like, Downton Abbey. Yeah. You told you showed me a trailer for Downton Abbey, I'd be like, uh, this is interesting. But, sure, if I, while well, you showed me like the first five, I'm be hooked. You mm-hmm. know? Like, I feel like Pennyworth would end up being one of those shows. Yep. Where you got to kind of give it a chance. And gave it a chance we did. <laughs> so uh, it's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can catch us on YouTube, New Generation Media. You can catch us on social media, uh, at New Generation Pod on Twitter, New Generation Podcast on Instagram. And, um, and that's the reference for social media. And then uh, for uh, our personal social medias, Tomorrow's on uh, Instagram and Snapchat, Champ 22 I'm on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, at Action EJ. I want to dedicate this uh, podcast to uh, Nana, who passed away this weekend. Um, we love you, Nana, and we're thinking about you, as always. We do the show with a heavy heart. Um, but uh, that's it for this show. So I want to thank my, my brothers for doing this with me, as always. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk for Shamari Fakendo, I'm EJ.